The WBEN All Local. All Local. A daily look at what's happening in Buffalo, Western New York, and the world. I'm Susan Rose. I'm Brian Mazurowski. Bills and Sabres owner Terry Pagula vehemently denies making a racist statement attributed to him in a lawsuit filed by a former columnist from the NFL's website. The lawsuit was filed by Jim Trotter, whose contract was recently allowed to expire with NFL media. He alleges the NFL fostered and condoned a hostile work environment by terminating him. Trotter did not hear Pagula say the alleged racist remark firsthand, but his complaint mentions him hearing someone else say that he overheard it at a dinner. The Buffalo News reports that the NFL had investigated the alleged comment, including interviews with Terry and his wife and co-owner Kim Pagula, who both denied the statement, and every other person at the dinner where the conversation purportedly took place back in 2018. In a statement, Pagula said, quote, the statement attributed to me and Mr. Trotter's complaints is absolutely false. I'm horrified anyone would connect me to an allegation of this kind. Racism has no place in our society. And I'm personally disgusted that my name is associated with the complaint. You can read more on that story over at WBEN.com. New polling shows New Yorkers are welcoming of migrants following last month's numbers that showed people overwhelmingly disapprove of how the situation is being handled. How might the polling influence policymakers? Here's WBEN's Tom Puckett. Last month, Sienna said 82% of voters thought the migrant issue was a serious problem. A new poll yesterday showed 84% of all New Yorkers agree most of the current migrants want only to build a better life for themselves and their family. Jack O'Donnell of O'Donnell & Associates says it shows what America means to most voters. So many of us are immigrants here uh, and our state or community, you know, has been built by immigrants and, and they continue to have a have a big role. That said, you know, there are there are big groups here who have have legitimate concerns. O'Donnell says it's almost impossible to politically navigate this. Republican strategist Carl Calabrese agrees. We live in a time when both base voters consider any attempt by their elected official of their respective party to reach across the aisle and try to come up with a compromise solution that's seen as being a traitor and that locks both parties into some very very stringent positions and makes settlement uh, very difficult if not almost impossible. Calabrese says while New York is a liberal state he's curious about the way the questions were asked. Hear about that online. Tom Puckett, WBEN.com News. All right, Tom, thank you. A dangerous turn in the hunt for a convicted murderer on the run. 34-year-old Danello Cavalcante escaped from prison west of Philadelphia in Chester County. Police now say he's armed with a 22 caliber rifle with a scope mounted on it. Here's Trevor Alt. Police say he stole that rifle from the garage of a home near East Nantmeal Township, encountering the homeowner face-to-face. And I believe it was a crime of opportunity. I think he went in there tr- probably trying to hide. The garage door was open. He didn't, uh, I, I believe... Uh, recognized that the owner was in there. That homeowner drawing a pistol and firing multiple shots, but Cavalcante got away unscathed. The sweatshirt and t-shirt found near the driveway. Nearby schools were closed. Armed search teams swarming the dense terrain by foot and horseback. Pennsylvania Governor Josh Shapiro urging residents to remain vigilant. State Attorney General Letitia James calling on the National Weather Service to send wireless emergency alerts to mobile devices to alert people about severe winter weather events. 
James specifically cited the deadly impacts of the December blizzard in Buffalo in which 47 people lost their lives. According to the AG's office, the National Weather Service sends regionalized alerts to cell phones for other extreme weather events, but not for winter storms. She's also asking the National Weather Service to conduct an assessment of the blizzard, including a review of its own public messaging efforts. Well, the president and CEO of Ford Motor Company says the company was making a lucrative offer to the United Auto Workers in hopes of averting a strike later this week. The UAW and Big Three automakers have until the end of Thursday to reach an agreement to avoid a strike by nearly 150,000 workers. In an interview with ABC, Ford CEO Jim Farley said a strike would be devastating to the U.S. economy. Our supply base still hasn't recovered from COVID. Uh, we have a lot of vulnerable suppliers still. We have so many communities that depend on Ford in, in Michigan and Ohio and, and all over the upper Midwest. Um, so this is, has a huge impact. We'll be speaking a little bit later on with Jeff Gilbert, who's covering the Detroit Auto Show and this story, both happening at the same time. Under pressure from hard-right Republicans in the House, Speaker Kevin McCarthy is now launching an impeachment inquiry into President Biden. Democrats and even some Republicans are skeptical there was any clear evidence to take the step. Here's congressional correspondent Rachel Scott. Under pressure from House Republicans, House Speaker Kevin McCarthy opening an impeachment inquiry into President Biden, investigating whether he benefited from the business dealings of his son, Hunter. House Republicans have uncovered serious and credible allegations into President Biden's conduct. Taken together, these allegations paint a picture of a culture of corruption. Less than two weeks ago, McCarthy said he would not launch an inquiry unless the full House voted for one, saying it should not happen through a declaration by one person. And that's Rachel Scott in Washington. 508 now on WBEN. Apple unveiling its new iPhone that includes a change to its chargers. The thing everyone is talking about is the change to the charger. It will now use in new iPhones the USB-C charging port. That is the same charging port used for many Macs, iPads, and non-Apple devices, including Android phones. It's a huge difference for consumers. Okay, Rebecca Jarvis there with the latest, I don't know, new iPhone. What is it? I think people hold on to their phones as long as they can. I, now I think that's the case. Yeah. I don't think that used to be the case. No, though. and think, when they were first coming out, everybody wanted the newest one. New one, new one, new one. Yeah. But over the last, like, five years. They haven't changed that much. They really have not. I mean, I you tell me all about your camera and battery life. And when when your top feature is a microchip, like... Yeah, buddy. I know. <laughs> so, like, you're you're <laughs> in over my head. To me. I'm I'm good right now. Yeah, but the charger does seem to be the big deal with this one. And which pop star generates so many headlines that one major news organization is dedicating a reporter to solely focus on them? Of course, it's Taylor Swift. USA Today hiring a dedicated Taylor Swift reporter to cover all of the Swift stories and Taylor tidbits. In their words, they want to capture the music and cultural impact of the singer, saying they want a journalist with a voice, but not a bias. So if you think Swift can do no wrong, the gig probably isn't for you. International travel required, as Swift is on the worldwide leg of her Eras tour, and no word how much the gig pays. Jason Nathanson, ABC News, Hollywood. I just, uh, I want to know what the reports look like, like the daily brief coming yeah. down from the Taylor Swift correspondent. Okay, <laughs> set list tonight. 
uh, changed just a little bit. <laughs> like, what do you even? I guess you focus on everything she's wearing and yeah. every, everyone she's meeting. She wore the same thing she wore at the other concert. Whoa. That's, <laughs> that's, it doesn't really change that Actually, much. Did you hear who she's been with lately? No. This that's a that's a Joe Beamer question. Joe, to me, if I, I'm I sure he knows. Yes, I I, I I know the answer. That to is this. something Joe would say to me. You'd be, but you would be have interested. You, have you heard uh, who Taylor? But you know the person. It's, yes. It, oh, can I guess? Yeah, I know the person. You would know. I mean, not personally, but you know of this person. But I know of yes. this person. It would explain a lot of what's happened over the last 48 hours. Why what I watched was so terrible the other night, Josh Allen. That's not distracted oh, no. by Taylor. Josh Stein. Allen's no, with Haley no. Steinfeld, so that that's not right. not it. Okay. Uh, Travis Kelsey. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. And Taylor Swift. Well, yeah, that? that would explain why he was uh, not in action last week, right? Maybe. <laughs> so how did that uh, knee injury or whatever happen? Um, don't answer it, uh, Travis. Oh, okay. That, right. Isn't that's that, interesting. Yeah. I, I thought you'd be. Does interested. that seem like an odd couple? Uh, it struck me a little odd. Does to me. Yeah. I uh, I don't know. If you've, like, listened to a Travis Kelsey interview, seems like a couple <laughs> to me. Your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast. Partly sunny skies today. A few showers coming in off of Lake Erie south of Buffalo. Temperatures in the mid to upper 60s. For tonight, it's going to be cool. Lows near 50. A little light rain south of Buffalo tonight. On Thursday, partly to mostly sunny. Mid to upper 60s. Sunshine back near 70 on Friday. With your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast, I'm Chief Meteorologist Aaron Minkowski. Bills and Sabres owner Terry Pagula vehemently denies making a racist statement attributed to him in a lawsuit filed by a former columnist from the NFL's website. The lawsuit was filed by Jim Trotter, whose contract was recently allowed to expire with NFL media. He alleges the NFL fostered and condoned a hostile work environment by terminating him. Trotter did not hear Pagula say the alleged racist remark firsthand, but his complaint mentions him hearing someone else say that he had overheard it at a diner. The Buffalo News reports that the NFL investigated the comment back when it took place in 2018. Here to help us examine what exactly this is, attorney Terry Connors joining us live this morning. Terry, thanks so much for being with us. This uh, surfaced inside of a lengthy uh, complaint lengthy lawsuit by a former NFL employee who's now suing the league after he was well I guess depending on how you look at it fired or just a let go contract allowed to expire um, what exactly is uh, this type of lawsuit it, what why is this an important part of Jim Trotter's lawsuit well I'm not sure it is an important part of the most important part but it is a lawsuit to establish a hostile working environment. And so under those circumstances, this type of extrinsic evidence is often sought out by the plaintiffs and tried to be offered into evidence. It seems like it's all about hearsay, right? There are no witnesses. He didn't hear the comment himself. He heard somebody else talking about overhearing it. Well, let's start, first of all, with how you introduce this, Susan. There's a vigorous and a vehement denial by Mr. Pagula, all right? That's the initial analysis. The next step of the analysis is, all right, is the witness available who allegedly heard that? Will he come in and testify and say that's what Mr. Pagula said? All right, if either of those categories are absent, inadmissible. 
Then you look to the examination of whether it is hearsay. And I, I hate to sound like a lawyer because, you know, you try to break everything down because we should be able to have it understood by everyone. But there are textbooks written about hearsay. And the analysis goes something like this. First of all, is it an oral statement? The answer is yes. Secondly, is it a statement made outside court? Yes, that's obviously what the allegation is. Now, the most important analysis is the third element of hearsay. In other words, was this, is this statement offered to prove the truth of what's asserted in the statement? Well, the other side will say, no, we're not offering to prove that it would be better for African-Americans in Africa. We're offering it to show there was a hostile environment. We're offering to show the state of mind. All right, and that doesn't end the inquiry there. The question now becomes, all right, is Mr. Bagula in these circumstances an authorized agent of the NFL? Because he's not being sued. If it were different, if he were being sued, it was the, uh, it's the NFL. So there will be layers and layers of uh, challenges to this statement. And as I said, uh, here's, there's 23 exceptions to the hearsay rule. And this is something that took uh, an entire year to teach lawyers in first-year law school. But it's the subject of so many challenges in so many court cases. It is interesting. A lot of people looking at this lawsuit wondering, you know, where it might go from here. Is there any indication? Are you able to kind of tell just by looking at it uh, at a glance how these things generally get resolved? Well, normally in this situation, Brian, the individual who's bringing the lawsuit does a great deal of research, uh, obtains the factual information. And as you know from the lawsuit, these, these are quotation marks. So supposedly he's talked to these witnesses. And then what you do is you prepare your complaint right, and you provide it to the other side if you want to resolve it. You say, listen, this is my plan. This is what I intend to do. Do you want to discuss a resolution prior to the time of litigation? The other side can then say, let's go to mediation or arbitration. And, or they can just say, no, it's flat out false. Uh, we deny it, and there will be no settlement offer at all, and then the case gets filed. So since the case has been filed, it looks like it's probably gone through those steps already, and the case is proceeding to litigation, and it will be a hotly contested litigation. In a case like this, Terry, why not sue Pagula himself? Why sue the NFL? Does that suggest motive? No, it, it often is not uh, the situation where you would sue the individual because – Keep in mind, Susan, they're claiming that the work environment created by the NFL was hostile, not that any individuals did it. What they're trying to say is that Mr. Jerry Jones, Mr. Terry Pagula, and others created this environment, but you, NFL, are responsible overall for what occurred here. You're responsible for coercing me out of my job. You're responsible for constructively terminating my employment. Those are the claims against the major entity, which is the National Football League. If you were arguing on behalf of the NFL, say in this particular case, and this comment came up inside of a courtroom, do you make much of the fact that it was on a Zoom call with 40 people where the story was initially heard back about five years ago and no one else brought it up until this lawsuit right now? Yeah, of course. I mean, that's a serious issue with respect to credibility. I mean, uh, the statement itself, even if it were to be admissible, can still be challenged as being unreliable or even false. And those are the types of uh, ch challenges that go on routinely in courtrooms every day throughout the United States. Terry, we appreciate your time. Thank you. My pleasure.
Terry Connors, Buffalo attorney, joining us this morning. That's the WBEN All Local. All new episodes are made available each weekday morning, produced by the award-winning WBEN Newsroom.